0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. I think, I don't remember what episode number this is, 260-something. And I'm really excited to have Josh Cleland. And I got to talk to Josh, I don't know, sometime in the winter, um, sometime. And, And then I got to meet him in person. Him and his wife came to Creative South, and so I got to hang out with him. And I can't wait. His characters are so... You just want to hug them. They have a lot of characteristics that are um, just so adorable and they have a lot of personality. And he also has a lot of like, textural qualities, which I love about that. I love about his illustrations. And he's going to give us something for free for 30 days. If you're still watching in 30 days, you can still get this really amazing free thing that we'll tell you about a little later. Oh, and Scott Soder, he said he got to meet Josh in person, but he knew Josh before, but he got to meet him at Creative South. So there was a whole bunch of, of Joshes that uh, that were uh, there, Josh Lewis and-
1: And Scotts.
0: Yeah, lots of Scotts, lots of and, Josh, and a and lot yeah. of illustrators.
1: the Scots and the Joshes got together. And <laughs> right. It was kind of like a West Side Story type thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I want to know about um, how you got started, and today we're really kind of focusing on you getting started um, as a children's book illustrator, but I kind of want to give them a little bit of, if you can give me the five-minute history, because you were a designer, which last mm-hmm. week we talked to Angela Navarra, and she was also a designer and now kind of transitioning. She's doing a lot. She's still doing design, but she's also doing illustration, and I think that's a it ends up being a real advantage to you by having all the design background because you're able to do a little bit more and maybe you're easier to work with for some art directors and things like that so can you give us a little bit of your background yeah
1: well i mean maybe that's i think maybe because a lot of illustrators um they went to design school because that's the closest thing. That's really why I did it. I went to Oregon state back in, I think 98, I graduated in 2002 uh, in graphic design. And I just went there because um, I just did graphic design because it was the closest thing to illustration. So uh, i always wanted to be a cartoonist when I was a kid, um, you know, grew up, you know, drawing comics and cartoons and things like that. So, uh, so I don't know if graphic design was really ever like in my, you know, I was ever really passionate about it, although I did kind of like it, you know, but you know, so I got a job in graphic design, actually about four years after I graduated. Um, in that four years, I was just working on like a property management company, just not doing anything creative related. So finally- sometimes got it's hard. Yes, it is. Yeah. And, and I kind of slacked off in college too, so I didn't have much of a portfolio and it was, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I just, uh, and I think my story is very similar to, every, to a lot of um, designer illustrators, where it's like you do design, and then people know you draw, like your clients know you draw. Um, and at that time, I worked for a company, and they knew that I drew, so they, you know, they they would take advantage of it, and it just one thing leads to another, and more and more, you're doing illustrations, and that's always where I kind of steered the ship. So, and that, and I started, and then I started my freelance my company in winter actually January 2009 so I'm coming up on ten years Wow! and yeah so so the first half of that was mostly design um, and your and wife then, is
0: also a designer so it was like yes, a whole design a, family
1: yeah she's a graphic designer as well um, and so, uh, so so that's interesting um, and then And then, yeah, so that, so in the last 10 years, I just gradually moved into illustration. I would say the last two years illustration, I still have some clients, even back one of my very first, um, one of my very first clients I still work with, with graphic design. So yeah, but uh, that's, just that's kind of my, my, my journey, I guess.
0: So. that's amazing all right so what would you say your percentage of design to illustration work is what was it when you first started it 10 years ago and then what is it now because don't you think you oh. transitioned
1: to more oh yeah oh yeah 10 years ago i would say it's like maybe 10 percent i don't know i i did do some mascots and things like that um which kind of kind of blend the two you know you need sure. design and switching chops to do like branding mascots and logos and things like that so i did that early on um but i would say yeah 10 20 but it was mostly like layouts and things like that and then yeah
0: and now you'd say maybe 10 percent or a little bit more than that is design only
1: yeah and i don't really even get any inquiries in design because i don't push it you know so so no new design clients, all the design I do is either past clients or friends that knew that I was a designer and they want me to do a logo or something. And if I had time, I would do it. But yeah, so I did like, I think a couple websites last year, you know, I think a couple of uh, WordPress websites, just quick, quick jobs. And, um, but yeah, mostly, mostly illustration, so which it's is cool. Re- I mean, yeah, it
0: really so is what you put out there, right? So it's, yes. yeah. it's, what you're sharing and on your website, you sort of transition. So tell us a little bit about how you really did that. You were just getting more or were you doing personal projects? Cause that transition seems to be a big gap and hard because it's, uh, it's hard to navigate and find clients that are going to do, um, that type or that need that type of work. And one client might need it, but then they might not need it again for five years or they might not need it. You know, it may, it, some may be monthly, you know, uh, if you're doing some work for highlights or something like that, but how, how were you able to kind of transition and uh, make your way?
1: Yeah. Well, I think it was just a gradual process. You know Um, I always, I think my first illustration or my first website, like professional website was portfolio website. I think I launched in 2005. Um, it was back when like flash was big. So everything was moving, everything would fly in and out. Um, but, but that, I mean, it was always illustration heavy. I think I always like would put illustration first on my website, but then I was all, then I would have a design section on my website. Um, and so I think maybe about three years ago I finally like bit the bullet and took my designs part off like it's gone like I don't even push graphic design anymore I don't show my layouts anymore I don't do any you're of not that.
0: advertising that at all no I don't even advertise
1: that I do graphic design anymore um and that, it was scary that that moment was scary um, so th-
0: that's what uh, Doc Reed has said right now. I'm scared. So, so yeah, yeah, I, I just read that.
1: <laughs> it, was, it was scary, and and, I, and I'm trying to think back in my thought process when I did that because it was such a gradual thing that it just kind of like happened, you know. It was so, you know, natural, I suppose. But um, what was I saying?
0: It was scary.
1: It was what scary. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I just did it, and work kept coming in. And, and, and the surprising thing is, when you don't have design on your website, and you advertise it, you don't get new graphic design jobs. Right. But I still got, I still got illustration jobs, and, you know, and and I'll be honest, like business wise, like a couple of years ago, it was there were some rocky moments or rocky years, I would even say, um, and it wouldn't. I would say like this year and maybe second half of last year is like really where I'm really feeling like I'm gaining momentum business wise, in and illustrations. You, right. Totally. Yeah.
0: Right. So Andre has a question, um, and he's the illustrator in Portugal. Do you design your books as well, or usually only the illustrations?
1: Good question. Like my first couple books were independent books, like Tad. And then I think at Mommy, What is a Missionary? I think Mommy, What is a Missionary was my very first book that I did with a guy in my church. So, and because of the nature of that, you got to do the design. I mean, they're not going to hire designers. So yes, I did the design of that. Um, but then, yeah, when I, when I would work with publishers now, I just do illustration. But I'm, I'm glad I did, I have those books to fall back on. So I know what a designer needs Right. Um, And I work closely closely with the designers and things like that. So, um, but yes, but, but like Tad, like I think that was the last book that I did the design for. And, um, and I think if an art director or designer had done the design for it, I think it would be even stronger Hmm. because, you know, most of my time was on the illustration. Mm -hmm. So, but you know, you do what you can.
0: Right. There's definitely some advantages to having an art yeah. director. We're going to talk about that. So um, I think a lot of people – and I, I think it's about not giving up, right? And it's about telling people what you do regularly, consistently mm-hmm. pushing work. Because how are people getting – and I know this wasn't one of our questions, I don't think. But oh, go, how, ahead. go ahead. How are people getting um, – like how are you getting – 10 years ago or five years ago, how were you getting found and what, what things were you using? Were you doing? Cause last week we kind of talked about doing, um, just reaching out email wise. If somebody connects with you on LinkedIn, then you email them and then you get on the newsletter or whatever, or they send out postcards. We talked about doing that. Or we, we talked about a couple other options that have worked for other people what were what were you doing to kind of get found oh, yeah, that's a
1: good question I you know I was I'm kind of in preparing this I kind of look back at all my major like breakthroughs on my career and it's always I feel like it's always like a personal project or some sort of personal work it's always like driving the ship um, so and so obviously that pers- those that personal work needs to be found so you know putting it on LinkedIn or putting it on Instagram which Instagram's huge these days. Right. Uh, few years ago, Dribble. I I was a heavy user on, on dri- Dribble. I don't really use Dribble that Sound much.
0: Sounds like anymore. you were oh, like a drug user. I was a heavy Dribble
1: user. Heavy <laughs> Dribble user. <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, I started using. It, I think right when it first started. So I think I was one of the early people on mm-hmm. it, and so I got some clients on that. And then for some reason, I stopped. I don't know why, but because you got busy. I, I got busy, and then Instagram came along, and that was the new kid on the block, and. Um, and i kind of feel like dribble might be more for designers i don't know mm. but
0: so so what about personal projects so what if it i'm writing this stuff down so oh, yeah so you made your major breakthroughs come as a result of personal projects this is that's a, a awesome nugget right i love that yes. so what kind of personal projects were you doing and what was driving these were these long projects were these short were these like one a day projects
1: um you know they were, I'll, I can give you an example. I actually don't even know if I have this one at the ready, but let me see if I could pull something out. You can
0: pull it off on know. dribble.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I actually, this was actually post dribble I think. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, let's see here. Uh, okay. We're getting there, people. It's hunting anything. for things. Okay, I got it here.
0: Okay, he's going to share his okay. screen.
1: So share a screen. We practiced this.
0: I know we did. Yeah. But you didn't. know I was going to ask you super way mm-hmm. back.
1: Oh, that's fine. Oh, so so can y'all see this? Yes. Okay, so this is a a poster I did. I think about three years ago, um, and. I think I, the reason I started doing this poster, this is all done in Illustrator, which I don't think I'd do another poster like this in Illustrator. Cause it's oh my just gosh, like,
0: it must have been so slow.
1: Yes, it, this <laughs> one took me a few months, but part of that was just, you know, when I had time, I'd work on it. Um, but I I really wanted to do more stuff that was, well, I want to do posters and just very illustrative cartoony stuff that I wasn't getting at the time. You know, I was Mm -hmm. looking at what I was getting with the clients I was working with and I, I was appreciative of everything of course, but you know, I wanted to get more into kids books. I wanted to get, just do a lot more stuff like this basically. So I do a personal project. So, and I also wanted to do something that was closely related to where I live, you know, obviously Portland, um, you know, cause I've been working with a lot of international clients. I want to do something that was like close to home. So those are kind of like the two main things I want. I just created this, um, so I started working on this poster with all these things that I, you know, that I love about Portland and, you know, we've got our transit and everything like that. And so I posted this on my website and, and I think this directly led to like maybe three books. Just, just, just by posting in my website, Instagram, or any other thing that I did, and so, so the magic of Google, I think people found me because they wanted because one a couple of the books that I did were Portland and Oregon related. Like, um,
0: you have to tag things correctly, right? Um, Yeah, to get found. So, were you tagging these in? And I know this is really technical or more technical oh. than maybe we get into, but like in, if you, do you have a WordPress site or do you have something else? We have a
1: WordPress site. Yeah.
0: Okay. So in like your media gallery, were you posting a lot of things or, or words in, in that, that said like man on bike, you know, or, or um, yeah. was it just well, like those Portland, are good questions. Because if you're getting found from Google, you're getting found from something, or you're either writing about your project and the posts are kind of describing some things so that you are getting found, you know?
1: Yeah. What website is, I make sure on the header, like, what do you call it that's like at the very top of a website? Um, oh, that yeah, like yeah. Kind of explain, yeah. It's like the tagline. So the tag, yeah, and made it. There's metadata and all that stuff. So I make sure at the very, the very top that it says Josh Cleland, Portland, Oregon, illustrator and designer, oh. and those three. And I, so I think that right there, you know, that's a good start. And then everything I post, all my images. First of all, I have my name on it in the actual image um, name, like mm-hmm. like Portland poster Josh or whatever. Right. Um, So I do that. Uh, And then obviously there's the copy of the actual, you know, what you say about it. There's that. And then on Instagram and things like that, I make sure I tag like Portland, Oregon, PDX, you know, anything that's really regional related, Portland, Oregon, Illustrator. Um, And then in general, like kid lit art, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, so um I, I think stole it's just some of those from you. Yeah.
0: No, so that I could <laughs> when I was posting your stuff I could use those cuz I thought yeah. that was really cuz I was like children's books illustrated this is super long. I mean there are like, lot. I, I, I know, By the time you're
1: done you got like a list of like this <laughs> and you just feel kind of silly but it works I guess. So Yeah.
0: yeah for for so, sure. I
1: mean, that's the technical side that's kind of what I do. Okay. So, that I'm trying
0: to think I think if there's anything I actually think just putting your name on every image. I don't know how many of y'all do that already in in, any, even if you're not an illustrator, you're a designer and you do you put on, doesn't it say like, you know, logo for, you know, 21 or something, you know, you're not, it doesn't say your name or maybe It's just me, but I'm definitely, I'm a uh, Brian saying alt text, but I don't even write my name on there so that's like a super great tip for us
1: yeah alt tech is great too that's a great point yeah um, yeah cuz really think about it like let's say you meet somebody like in person and they remember your name but you maybe you forget to give them your business card or maybe you do give them your business card or something or something and then they lose it but they remember your name so they google you so I think googling is very mm-hmm. important when they need to meet you know when they need to find you specifically Um, yeah. And, you know, I think with my name, there's one other Josh Cleland that that's an author and he's a physical therapist. So (laughs) I think that's easy to, you know, you know, if he ever does a children's book on physical therapy, he's got to hire me. But yeah,
0: exactly. Josh (laughs) Cleland with Josh Cleland. That's
1: right. Two separate Josh Clelands. Um, So
0: tell them about your little uh, glove there. Cause I asked you about this just in case nobody else knows. I know my mom doesn't know. So tell her what this is.
1: Well, I have a Cintiq, which is um, basically a monitor you can draw on. Uh, So here's my little pen and it just Mm -hmm. keeps it from smudging. So I don't get my like sweat all over the screen and stuff. So,
0: but I would also think if you were using an iPad, it would also keep it so that you weren't activating other areas right um yeah, yeah
1: i think so i you know i don't have an ipad pro but what i've heard is they're actually really good of like just in the programming they actually have so yeah. so like your your hand doesn't actually um you know interact with it but, but i don't, don't like s- any
0: i don't like anybody
1: touch smudge my screen. It. yeah i know so you can like just smudge hand hand
0: grease yeah yeah Anyway, I, I just wanted to get, I was like, what is that? But, you know, anyway. I guess I
1: didn't, I forgot I was wearing it, actually. Sometimes <laughs> so, I start, like, I keep it on, and I'm just walking around the house, or I, like, go out, go out on the air, and I'm like, oh, I got this thing on.
0: So I was going <laughs> to ask, when do you put it on, and when do you take it off?
1: Well, I try to keep it on my desk, you know, but sometimes I'm not so good at that, but. Right.
0: Okay, well it, anyway, good to know. all right, so I think some people have some misconceptions about working as an illustrator. These are things that I think we have, uh, especially people maybe who aren't il- illustrators or they're trying to break in, or maybe they're designers and they're trying to break in um, or and and how it is working as an illustrator, I think you've already given us some insight from ten years ago to to today, ten percent being illustration then and now 10% maybe be, being design now, mm-hmm. which is terrific. Um, when someone hires you as an illustrator, like Andre asked, do you, are you also hired to design the book? So oftentimes, no, they have another art director and there are advantages. I, wanna, I want you to talk about those in, as an example maybe. Um, but what kind of questions do you ask? And do you say, hey, how did you find me? What pieces of mind do you like? You, what does that conversation look like, and is it usually done by email? They contact you email-wise.
1: Yeah, a lot of it's email. Um, Yeah, pretty much everything is email. Um, Like if it's a if it's an advertising client, I will. One of the first questions I ask is like. Like, why are you contacting me? I mean, not, not I don't say it like that. <laughs> why are you contacting me?
0: <laughs> You're real warm, aren't you?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, dude, seriously? No. Um, <laughs> no, actually, the way I approach it is like, what, what pieces of mine really resonate with you that, that, that you see as a really good fit? You know, what mm-hmm. style? Because I do kind of have several different styles. Mm-hmm. And I also want to make sure that they're serious about working with me versus just like knowing I'm an illustrator and they're just spamming right. everybody. Um, I'm, i know that still happens. And I know that they're going to, that they'll probably are talking with other illustrators. I'm fine with that, but I at least want to know that, that they're seriously considering me, you know, right. even if I am one of several illustrators. So, so that's, that's, that's the first thing. Um, you know, I ask them if like they can show me stuff that I've done that they really, you know, resonate with. Mm-hmm. Um and actually, you know, with book publishers, I'm finding they they get right on that. I mean that that's in their intro to introduction email is they just send me stuff that I've done, you know, hey, we're at so and so. We like this thing you did, we think it would be this style would be a really good fit. I think publishers are really good at that and art directors are really good at that. So right from the start, you know, it saves me so much time. But um, so that's pretty much that those are the first things the main things I like because I've had some experiences where this one guy a few years ago he couldn't tell me like he couldn't show he couldn't have he couldn't show me anything that I did that he liked but he's just oh you'll be good you'll be good you'll be good I'm like okay <laughs> so sure enough I mean I would send him sketches and like he could not he would not like and he didn't like anything and then he ended up ghosting me you know
0: mm. so. So lesson learned. So exactly. So there's some yeah. advantages of working with an art director as well. Can you talk about some of those things? Cause I think these are things that you and I had talked about before and now you see such an advantage of working with somebody who uh, you know, has been doing this, has worked with other illustrators, right?
1: Yeah. 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 You know, when I first, when I did my first, Book like professionally published book. You know, I worked with an art director, and it was like almost like a breath of fresh air. Like they just got it. You know, like they, they were just so um, laid back. Her name is Michelle McCann. Um, I mean, she was just like. I mean, it was just like, you know, I mean, it was so cool because, you know, obviously they they work with all with illustrators before they know what to expect. They know the process. They know like about thumbnails. They know about sketches. I don't have to, usually I don't have to like explain, well, this is just a sketch, a sketch looks sketchy, (laughs) um, right, uh, you know, um, it'll look so much better when it's final, you know, you don't have to go through that, you, they know about revisions, um, or like if it's an art director with an ad agency that they know about like usage rights and all that, and, and they they just get right down to business when it turn, when it comes to that. Um, so it's it's there's there's a lot of advantages. Plus there's a collaborative mm-hmm. advantage too, where you know you you're both are seeing things like they might see things that you don't see. So so you make the artwork much much better. Um,
0: so so what happens in the beginning? So the, uh, you after you okay. get the job, it's they're only wanting you. You this Josh Cleland, not the therapist.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So. What happens then? They not send the you a con- they send you a contract, and then you um, you decide. Uh, I mean, do you ever turn part of the contract, and is there negotiations in the contract, or like I'm not going to do this, or you have rights on this, or but if you want to use these characters for t-shirts or betting or something else that's extra, I mean, are, are those are things that you include in in that part, and is there usually a negotiation? Portion. oh yeah
1: yeah yeah and that, that actually yeah that's good point and so some of the questions i ask is like how how the illustration is going to be used um are you going to be selling so is, this will be the resale or is this for promotional reasons mm. um and things like that so so once we kind of establish all that we've negotiated on a price um number of revisions which is mm-hmm. important uh
0: what, n- yeah, how, what's like your things. normal number of revisions? And is that every yeah, page or is that?
1: Yeah, you know, for with books, I'm much looser. I'm usually, I haven't really like established a, a number, a, a set of revisions on books because it's usually a very collaborative, like right. environment's hard. Um, but for like, for like a poster or something like that, I usually try to do about two to three sketch revisions and then about three, two to three. Revisions on final art, edits on final art, and then, um, and then if they balk on the price, then then we can kind of work backwards and be like, okay, well then, two revisions or one revision, and then we can give you a price break. So it kind of gives you room, so you're not just like, you know, arbitrarily throwing out a number and just saying, right. hey, okay, then I could do it for this. So, so that that's usually what I um, do with that, and then um, you know, and then we get that all into a contract, and then sign the contract and the main reason I do contracts is just so we're all on the same you know same same page and then we just start working away you know whether it's sketching collaborating whatever so
0: so like for a children's book do they kind of know how many spreads it's going to be or and do they have an idea of character from something you've already drawn or are you coming up with character designs like what are some of those first steps?
1: Yeah. You know, usually the ones I've gotten, um, when, when I get a manuscript, it, it usually is broken down. The ones I've gotten, it's broken down into sp- spreads. And if it's a full picture book, then usually it's about 32, you know, 32 pages. So everything has to be even, And then there's a title page and all that stuff. So, um, so, once that's done, then I start working on the characters. And actually, that's a good um, segue. Yeah, show some image. more images. Show more of my screen here, so you can stop looking at my face. Okay. How do we do
0: this? Your face is fine. cheer screen. Cheers. My face
1: screen. is okay.
0: We're on. Question why don't we show?
1: Two. Why don't we show sketches? Is that okay, great. Okay. So
0: you would do sketches for how long if you're talking like how long is the whole process? For this ride a bike, um, I wanna ride a real bike in Oregon or in Portland. Yeah, this is
1: uh yeah, this is I want a real bike in Oregon. Okay. Um so these are the sketches. These are this isn't like thumbnails or anything. Yeah, I this was is, like,
0: something's not processing with the color because I'm not seeing it right. Yeah, <laughs>
1: you were, you so, were like, These are sketches. Yeah, I could <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll explain on the colors in a minute um but so what was the question
0: so the um question? how do you so you start with characters or I had asked about layout um
1: oh yeah layout so so like so I got the manuscript and it was broken down into to, to spread this spread that you know first spread second spread third spread actually it was by pages and then I would um basically use InDesign to kind of like, you know, gauge how much illustration room I have. And then I can move the text around and they, and, and, and they were really like open to my suggestions and things like that. But the reason I'm showing you this is they're all animals here, all the characters are animals. And, um, and that was actually a decision we made together. Like originally this was supposed to be all people and uh we just decided that I think it would be much cuter if they're animals. So we so I did some character sketches. I wanted to draw a raccoon for some reason, I don't know why. And then so we made it animals. Um, but that was a collaborative decision that we all made. So I I thought that was interesting that when when I got the manuscript, you know, it was it was almost probably had a completely different vision than what what it ended up as. That's awesome. But, yeah, but but these are sketches, so just side note like the reason they're different colors is just for me, so I can tell things apart in Photoshop. Mm. You know. Yeah, so I can move things around and things like that. But I so. love it.
0: I love all the detail that you you're you're telling such a story in each page. And that's one thing I think that makes you a great illustrator for children's books for sure. So how long does something like this take? Obviously, in the contract, it ha- you have a deadline, and you have mm-hmm. a certain amount of time, and maybe with an art director, you you know they know how long they need it to do because it's coming out at Christmas, or it's coming out in October or something like this. But for this book, how long did it take you?
1: This book took me let's say I started in I think September of 2016, October 2016, I think I, I delivered the artwork in may of
0: 2017
1: okay so a year ago this last may and then it came out this last may so so i delivered the artwork a year in advance so
0: wow
1: so it's always kind of interesting when you get when you get the book you almost forget about it and then you look at all this stuff and you're like oh i could have done that better because it's a year ago josh (laughs) (laughs) but you kind of learn to let that stuff go um,
0: so Tim asked, do you just start at the beginning and go straight through, or okay. do you really kind yeah, just... of work out um, the story, or do you skip around?
1: Yeah, you know, when I'm sketching, I like to start from the beginning and go straight through. Um, and then when I do final artwork, I, I, I skip around. Uh, I got that tip from Joey Ellis.
0: Mm-hmm
1: you know, for, you know, he told me, like, it's like, you know, when you're doing these long things, I mean, he did this, like, he adjusted le- Leaky Timbers, which mm-hmm. is this comic graphic novel book, which is probably about, which is like, I just put my hands up, like, you can see me, but. We can, like
0: about, we okay. can see you. There's and a, you a little picture
1: of us. Okay. Yeah. okay, so it's like this. Um <laughs> But he said he jumps around because he, he's, there's gotta be, be a natural progression in how you draw things, like mm-hmm. for these long projects. So if you skip around in your final artwork and you know, your final paintings, then that kind of spreads out that progression throughout the book. Um, so it doesn't really become as noticeable. So I Cause sometimes really
0: things can change. You start mm-hmm. in the beginning and then characters morph. So maybe jumping around is a, a good way to do yeah. that. We do have a question about that. So then um, just so you know, um, Maria said, these are amazing. I love the movement and energy. Can't wait to see them fleshed out. So, and then uh, Scott said, I guess the another Leaky Timbers book comes out in 2019. Is that what you?
1: Yes. Okay. That's what I've heard too.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, so, um, Russ has a question. Did you talk to the writer directly on this story?
1: No, not the writer no I, I only had um, only had contact with the art director so which is actually which is a really good advantage, another advantage of working in a professional publishing setting because sometimes writers, especially newbies, can over art direct right when they don't even know what they're doing so um so that's, so that, so kind of, so the art director provides a nice gatekeeper. And yeah. this, this, this writer, this is Eric Kimmel. So he's a very seasoned writer. So he wouldn't have had that problem if I had worked with, with Eric. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm confident that it would have been a great process because since then I have met Eric and we've done some promotional book signings um, with this, with this book. And he's just a really cool guy. I mean, he's, he's illustrated. Or I mean, he's written like a hundred books, I think. Wow. I mean, So do you
0: ever want to write your own or are you having like illustrating your illustrating other people's?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's something that that's on my list to write a book. I mean, I know it's, it's, it's very hard. It's, 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 it's a challenge. My, you know, I'm not that great at writing, especially kids books. I think people, they have a misconception with writing kids books that it's going to be easy. Like I'll just write a kid's book, but I almost, think it's probably one of the hardest things you can
0: write i think so too because it's less it's, you know
1: so I, yeah it's yeah it, so it, it,
0: it just so few words to get across the story and the everything so brian has a question uh brian's from kansas you may have met him at creative south also hey brian i got your t-shirt on today i got Prayer for designers, son. Um, anyway, it says right. Brian. Brian asks, "Does your wife art direct you?" <laughs> and then <laughs> he asks, "Do you ever get yes. in trouble? <laughs> do you ever get in trouble using raster-based um, images, Photoshop-based, when if they need it and they needed it larger? Do you draw it larger than real life to compensate?"
1: Yeah, when I'm doing books, I I illustrate it to size, but I do have about 500 DPI. Mm. just so i can and and that also helps me like if i if i decide to like like let's say this let's say this guy in the background let's say i wanted him a little bigger after i painted him i -hmm. can i I have that wiggle room that i can you know make him a little bigger um as far as getting in trouble with with raster based stuff um i used to be mostly vector um I, i came from vector and and uh and I illustrated my first book entirely in Illustrator. Um so it was it was very painstaking. But yeah, so I, I don't know if I've ever really gotten in trouble with it because I mean maybe that goes back to your question about about questions to ask at the very start. You know, I it's really good, it's really good to know those things going in. Like, does this need to be vector? How is this going to be printed? Is this going right. to be on t-shirts? Is this going to be, you know. You know, do, do, do elements need to be pulled out for other uses? Um, so, and if not, you know, if 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 they want my painterly look, then I'll, you know, I'll explain, okay, then we need to be very set on the size. You know, we can probably make it smaller, but making it larger right. might be hard, so. Right. Yeah. So,
0: all right, so um, what kind of deadlines are you, um, so we understand like you had, you got it started in October, you delivered in May, but it's not like they're not talking to you all the way through. So what kind of deadlines, what kind of meetings are you having with these, um, uh, art directors and are these weekly, monthly, um, and is it like, we want these spreads complete by by blank or is it different?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's different with each, I mean, this, this book, this bike book was very laid back actually. Um, Michelle was very, I mean, she gave, she gave, you know, feedback when necessary and required, but you know, I, it, it was kind of interesting cause this was my first book that I worked on in a professional sense with a publisher. Mm-hmm. So I was almost, I feel like I was probably communicating too much cause I'm used to my design background. So, um, so I'd be like, you know, after every spread, I was like sending her like updates, like look at this, look at this, here's a new spread. And she'd push, push. she, but she's like, you know, let's just, let's just let me see them all at once. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know.
0: So you really,
1: like,
0: you really, after you did all the sketches, then you delivered, and then after you started doing all of yeah, the coloring, yeah. you delivered. Okay.
1: Yeah, first actually, but to back up, first I would we would I would send her the thumbnails. Um, and thumbnails are basically really small versions of the sketches that are very loose, very almost like you could draw with a Sharpie onto a post-it note, almost like that. Just like figuring out where the action's going, where like where something is zoomed in, where it's zoomed out at like, point of view, um, things like that, you know, so you don't get really nitty gritty. So then we, we would talk about that, you know, she would she would want to see all those at once and then... And then she would want to see all the sketches at once. I think I would probably still update her just, you know, just so she knew that I was like, you know, working on it, you know, mm-hmm. but, but she wouldn't really offer any like feedback or anything until everything was, um, everything was, uh, you know, done. Now, so my other books, I've done a couple board books um, with dual press and I think they were a little more because they had some marketing um they had some really uh marketing deadlines so they wanted like two spreads done Mm.
0: so everybody's going to be different
1: right yeah everyone's going to be different so that's another thing i like to talk about at the start like what what is the timeline um but but even then they were like they're still like much more laid back than like an advertising client who they're like they contact you and they want something you know next week you know right so um hey do you want to stop
0: your screen share real quick
1: Sure.
0: So uh, so we can see your beautiful face again. All right. So I have a couple more questions from the audience and I want to get to Rachel's question that she sent us in, but Russ asked Russ from Victoria. He said he loves your t-shirt by the way. Um, He said, was every raccoon a new painting? Are you reusing some of the faces multiple times? That's a great question because sometimes things can more for change as
1: you go. Yeah, that is a good question. I kind of, (laughs) like another question we're going to talk about this kind of um, touches on that. And I think I would do both, both. Like sometimes like if it's like a, um, a similar pose, I might take, take the raccoon from one spread and use that to trace on the other. Mm. Just so, just so I can get some consistency. But I found that like, just relying just on that, then the characters became very stiff. Mm. So I tr- I do that when appropriate, but I don't. I try not to rely too much on it. Um, but when in you know when I need to, I will definitely do that. You know just 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 you know just to get me from point A to point B. You know especially deadline if I need a deadline. But so-
0: so Rachel asked, how do you keep your characters consistent throughout the story? Which really kind of goes in the same feel. Are you doing a ton of character studies in the beginning so that you can kind of go back to those? Not that they're all painted, but that you've kind of already worked out a three quarter view, a side view, a head down kind of thing. Or are you just doing it as you go?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I let me um, pull up something. I am going to pull up something. i give you a?
0: So, and Jacob has another question. Just, uh, and maybe you can answer this while you pull it up. So, how much time do, how much time does the Cintiq save you compared if you were work if you awesome. were working in just Illustrator? So, he works in mainly Illustrator. Really, Illustrator on the Cintiq or Illustrator in uh, or um, Photoshop on the Cintiq. Um, it the only thing that holds you back in Illustrator is just that the files get so big, and if you don't have enough if your computer's not fast enough, it can just really slow you down in Illustrator, correct?
1: Yeah, that that is definitely, yeah. And also like just, if you're, if you're just doing vectors, like doing point by point by point, mm. you know, sometimes doing that on the Citi can kind of be a pain. Um, so I actually find when I do work in Illustrator, I'm almost drawing in Illustrator now with like the pen, just, you know, doing free flow drawings. And actually I do use Illustrator a lot. Um, like for instance, this helmet, can you see, can you see this guy yeah. here? Yeah. So like his helmet, I think I drew that as a path in illustrator, uh, because I have more control. And then mm-hmm. I, you know, copied and pasted it into Photoshop. Um, so, but, but it does save me a lot of time. I mean, yeah, I, mean, it, I have like a 27 inch Cintiq. So it's like, it matches my iMac. Mm-hmm. I actually bought it used from, uh, Andy J. Pizza. Is, oh his, yeah, his eye or his Cintiq. So I feel like I get a little creative pep talk.
0: Yeah, you do for you sure. Know? I love Andy.
1: I got his mojo every time yeah. <laughs> I draw. You know? So, um,
0: but you're not yeah. getting his hand juice. So no. <laughs> this is getting a little gross. I know. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it was just sweat. Just sweat. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, with characters, going from yes. keeping them consistent. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: So, yes. So, okay. So, you can see this. It's kind of morphs into another thing I want to talk about, too, which is cool. Um, so, I see this, like, texture I got. Yes. On, on his, like, mask here. Mm. So, whenever I – okay, let me see if I can select that. So, that is basically – a scanned in graphite pencil. Oh, textured. yeah, yeah. So whatever I can, I'll reuse that on different, you know. And that and that that helps with consistency. Um, another thing to watch out for is, like, say here, his tail. He's got, like, mm-hmm. this, this stripe at the end, and then he's got three stripes here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I make sure that that's consistent, you know. So... So he has about four stripes on every spread. Mm-hmm. Um, that always helps. Uh, let's see, what else? What else with this? His eyebrows, I make sure his eyebrows are the same. Um, yeah, I'm so like the size big. of
0: his nose doesn't really change, right? Like you're no, one not. of them, right. So you're trying to keep things... Persp- uh, Compared to other things on his body, the same every time.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so I tried to like his his head is about roughly the size of his body. Mm-hmm. So so I try to keep that in mind. Another challenge with this book was was when we changed it to animals. I realized their legs might not reach the petals, <laughs> and so when yeah. I did this raccoon, I
0: like, know I've oh, seen no,
1: that. I, he's not gonna be able to reach the pedals so i had to like devise this like system where he would have these extenders Mm -hmm. and that actually exists that these are real
0: wow you're kidding
1: yeah i saw i saw it on a i was googling and i saw it and and it was actually even after i figured it out i was like oh so that exists okay um so your work has a ton of
0: texture in it. And I see some of your brushes. I know you make a lot of your brushes as well. Like these little, the little lines, I uh, grass. I think in the other Portland thing, it looked like it was like you use that as grass a- across things, which I just love. But mm-hmm. you do, it gives a lot of, instead of it just being flat, the texture really gives it life. I think. Um Yeah. So yeah. um uh, so talk a little bit about a little bit about that and then you can tell them what the the special giveaway is.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I use a ton of different um techniques. You know, obviously there's Photoshop brushes, you know, I, I create my own. I'll use a lot of Kyle Webster brushes. Mm-hmm. Um and then another big thing, and I learned this I think from do you know who Peter Brown is? Peter Brown. Uh-uh. Yeah, he's a children's book illustrator. He did right this book hand. called my, Yeah, he did this book called My Teacher Is a Monster. <laughs> okay, I have it right here. Um, so can you see can you see this?
0: Yes. It's small. So everything you can
1: see it. Yeah. Everything in this book he painted, I think, or drew like by hand. Whoa. And then he like assembled it and colorized it in Photoshop which I think is a really cool like way of getting away from the computer, but still using the computer to like, Mm -hmm. you know, full, you know, with using its full advantages. So Mm -hmm. I kind of did a lot, some of that with my first, with my first big book, um, Tad. Mm -hmm. So can you see this Um, with all the fishes? So Mm -hmm. I have basically I, with this book I started experimenting a lot with like creating watercolor textures, like just real watercolor textures, um, graphite textures, acrylic. You know, I would just like mess up some acrylic. I would take photos with my iPhone and bring it in and make masks. Mm -hmm. And then use that as like to layer. And so. um,
0: And even some of your dots. I remember when we talked last time, It was like, like those dots on that purple and um, blue striped fish. Sometimes you'll just jump off the computer if you're get stuck and you'll just do something and then you scan it in and you use it. And that's one thing I love. It feels like hand, even though you're using the Cintiq, you understand the advantages of actually going back to physical paper. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, this isn't exactly the exact thing I use, but something like this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I think some, so like, the, I don't know if you can see the texture in this cave, uh, kind of the purpley texture.
0: We can see it on the rocks. Okay. So the rocks. It's kind of dark.
1: Yeah. Let's see if I can find a difference. So, can you see some texture?
0: It looks like a brush on? kind of painted.
1: Yeah, yeah. So,
0: Amy can see think-
1: it. I don't know if you could see this. Yes. This is like just some, I think it was a uh, gesso or is it gesso, gesso. or gesso? Uh-huh. Gesso. Gesso um, that I just created and I, I just scanned it in. Um, I don't know if this is the exact thing that I used for this picture, but, but that's, basic, that's the basics of it. Um, this light streak here, mm-hmm. I uh, basically took a brush with ink and I just brushed it and scanned it in. And rather than, I mean, I could have used an actual like Photoshop brush to do it. And if I was, if I was under a complete deadline, I would have. But I wanted a more like kind of textural quality to it, like organic feel. Mm -hmm. So I just played around with just making streaks with ink. Mm -hmm. And then I just scanned it in. So on
0: that yellow and white fish, it really looks like, you know, when you put like another piece of paper on top of paint and then you peel it off, it kind of gets that texture. Um, yeah, I think
1: this might have been a, a Kyle Webster, if I remember right, I think this is one of his brushes. But I'm I'm sure like that's what he used to create the brush. Like mm-hmm. he probably does this all the time, you know, he'll create real things like gesso or things like that to use, to create his brushes, but um yeah, so that that that's kind of like what I do to kind of combine everything,
0: and it helps um, to keep it seamless throughout your whole the whole story.
1: Yeah, because what I do is I create. I don't know if you can see over here. I have a libraries panel. Yes. So, let's see. So here's my Tad. Mm. Creative Creative Cloud library, and so I have all these like textures and, and elements that I scanned in that I want to reuse that I and I think I have a texture that I use for um for the main character, mm-hmm. which also helps consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, fish, various fish, you know. So and sometimes like when I'm illustrating a book, like if I'm on the fifth spread and I create a new texture, I might go back and apply that to another mm. spread I did. So nice. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. So it looks like some of those um, fish were maybe done in Illustrator and brought in.
1: I think some of them, some of them, let's see if I, I had it like with me. I had a bunch of fish that I, actually, I think I inked those in and then I scanned them in. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: So how do you, this is another question from Rachel. How do you, any tips for keeping yourself interested when you're drawing lots of the same thing over and over? And I think this fish book really summarizes this perfectly hopefully
1: yeah i mean this whole process that i'm describing is a good start because just kind of going back and forth from the computer to digital is motivating to me it just Mm -hmm. makes it fun um especially when you're just sick of just sitting at the computer all day so that really helps um but you know i just finished a project uh where it was a book project where i was just illustrating these city scenes and these very complex like like cars all over the place tractors all over the place planes all over the place I mean just just very dense illustrations so so I had I kind of created a game like you know I would sit down and be like okay like in 30 minutes I'm going to try to draw seven cars I'm going to try to get seven of these cars done Oh, and wow. that would just keep, that would just keep me kind of going. Um, and then of course the biggest motivating factor is a deadline, right? You know, a right. Client wanting a deadline, but, but just making it fun, you know, that that's kind of what I would do. Um, you know, cause it, it, you know, it can get tedious, you know, especially when you're right in the thick of the project, you know, you've drawn the same thing over and over again or the same type of thing over and over again, you know, I mean, how do you, how do you keep it fresh? Right. Yeah, because when you start out a project, it's so exciting; it's so new. You're like, "Oh, this is gonna be the best project ever!" But then, right in the middle, it's just like, "Oh, okay, I keep going." <laughs> and it you it know. takes
0: a while. So you're you're doing this. You yeah. do the sketches. You get feedback, and then uh, so revisions come. How does how does the revisions kind of work um, from the sketch stage, and then also from something like this where you're finished?
1: Yeah. So, so the bike book actually had very few revisions, which was pretty surprising. You know, I I turned it in, I think they had a couple things they wanted to change. Actually, most of it was the cover. Um, That's where we spent the most of the time was just, you know, going back and forth on the cover. Um, But some of my other books, you know, they were a little more hands-on. I would probably do about three or four revisions on each spread, but a lot of times it was just simple stuff. Like, a revision might take me 10 minutes, you know, I might change, say, move this over here, change the color on this, or add a little bit of this here, or things like that. Um, so I just try to keep it very collaborative. Um, you know, I, I try not to get real, you know, picky on uh, especially for books, you know. If it's an independent project, like with an independent, you know, not really mm-hmm. a publisher, if I ever do one of those again, I might get more picky on the revisions just to kind of keep it keep keep it going. Control. But yeah. Yeah. Well, so it doesn't get out of control. But.
0: Like with a cover. So is the cover usually done last? Or do they want the cover? I mean, for marketing a lot, they kind of need it yeah. you
1: know, usually I think it's first okay. or really close to first. Um, mm-hmm. but the bike book was last, which is really weird. Wow. Like, I thought it was awesome because then you can illustrate the entire book and then you know you have all you have that entire library of textures to draw from you have all the colors you have mm-hmm. um, you have all that and then yeah so so the bike book was you know was I think was a was a was a special case so and we were both both Michelle McCann the editor and I were both like this is awesome that we get to do the cover last so I think it's just the way it worked out I don't know why but yeah, usually it's it's almost one of the first things we got to do.
0: So you kind of talked about um, getting, and I know we're almost out of time, so um, we'll just have to have you back on to finish this. But what um, when you're talking about the um, deadlines, and we've talked about the characters and maintaining, but. And and keeping things fresh creatively, because you're also probably not just working on one project at a time. I would mm. assume you have multiple projects, just like we do as designers. How do you manage your time? What kind of things or tips do you have for us?
1: You know, I think ru- routines, the mm. thing that I've been really focusing on this last year are routines. I think um, I try to get up at the same time. I think I get up at like 5.45 in the morning um, I get to work at like seven in the morning. I exercise around 10 in the morning, you know, I mean, it sounds boring, but you know, and then, and I schedule that out, you know, I schedule this, this, this block of time I'm working on this project. This is when I check email This is when I work on this project. Um, and so that, that's, that's, that's a great start. Um, I think having a, 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 a really tight deadline is also kind of nice in a way because it gives clarity like mm-hmm. you know what you need to work on you know your milestones you know your mm-hmm. you know you need to get the spread done by this the time this this and this and this so um so that's always that's always a motivating factor there clarity so but yeah I would say routines it's one of the biggest things. So
0: in that routine and Matt asked this question, how outside of client work, how much time do you spend drawing on your own? And what kind of things do you draw? And are you drawing only on the Cintiq? Are you drawing in a sketchbook? What kind of things are you doing? And are those things that are in your routine?
1: Yeah, yeah I'm getting it back into my routine, honestly. Cause this last year I've um, kind of slacked on personal sketching cause it's been so busy. Um, and you really miss it. Like, like, at a certain point, you feel dry. You feel mm-hmm. like you got nothing left. I mean, your characters. all the, the characters seem just blah. Everything just, you just yeah. you can sense it. Even if no one else, right. um, you know, can sense it. But you can sense it. So I am getting back to sketching. I try to do at least 20 to 30 minutes every morning. First thing I do is start sketching just, just personally. Or thinking of like different biz- different like collections I can do like for business opportunities, or you know sketching for that, you know personal projects. Um, do you I'm try to keep to a that.
0: personal project going at all times, even though it might change? But you try to have
1: a- yeah, I try to yeah, yeah because you got to steer that ship. You know, like like right. I said at the very beginning, you know, I got to look at where I want to go five years from now, and and be very proactive on getting there. So, um, so yeah, I really try to stay on time. Sometimes I'm better at it than others, but, um, yeah. And I'm, I usually, mostly nowadays I sketch on the Cintiq. In fact, I think I've forgotten how to draw on pencil and paper, which is, <laughs> I, 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 I sit down there with pencil and paper and I, I think it's all the undoing and redoing. Yes. And, and so I'm, I'm lately, I've been very intentional about keeping a sketch pad and, sketchbook and just drawing on that Mm. so and it it, it, like if you were to see my sketches like like, what What people pay you to do this are you serious
0: (laughs) oh whatever but i understand because you're so used to that one tool that does can change easily now you have to put it down now you have to grab something now it does something now you have to and it's there's all different kinds of things
1: but we we talked about
0: yeah we talked about playing um, last time yeah. when you and I were talking and that that's something, is that one of those things that you're kind of trying to incorporate it back in and, and Doc Reed mm-hmm. also said it's so precious when it's in, on paper you know, mm-hmm. and, and maybe that's one of the issues as well, so playing frees it up I think, hopefully
1: Yeah, yes, exactly, and that's that's what I've noticed with getting back into sketching on paper is is I gotta get in that mindset of just like playing and just mm-hmm. almost scribbling or just drawing, because the, the cool thing about drawing on paper or in a sketchbook is I draw and then I set it down to the side, and I'm doing my thing, but then my my peripheral vision, I might see something totally different, and it just sparks something. and like maybe I maybe some maybe another character idea maybe another like, you know, you really don't know what's gonna happen when you just like just draw something and set it aside and let it just like soak in subconsciously Mm. um so that's really powerful um and then also back to what I was talking about like with textures and things like that just making a mess that's that's playing and and uh you know and sometimes like when you're under a deadline it's hard to do that but I've noticed that it actually speeds up it actually makes things go faster because then you reuse textures you use your library thing that I was just talking about and and you, you know so it's a lot of time up front, but but then it's smooth sailing as you go.
0: So. Right, and it gives you variety, and it does give more life. So, yeah. how do you get these type of children's book? Have you done anything specific that targets writers or targets art directors at publishing houses?
1: I, you know, you know, I keep keep up with Twitter, or I, I mean, I, I used to keep up with Twitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Twitter uh direct mailings um i've I've gotten a few jobs from direct mailings postcards uh but I think the big yeah the biggest thing is just posting regularly either on my website or actually specifically instagram um a couple of years ago, I started this project where I was just drawing a character every day mm-hmm. and I think that was like very valuable like you know i think it it really helped both in my creativity it got it got some eyeballs um and then back to what i was talking about at the very beginning with posting you know that personal project that poster right. uh, i think that really went a long way just you know getting i mean i think i got a job just a couple months ago um just because of that poster and i did that poster 3 years ago
0: wow
1: so um
0: did you print that poster
1: mhm yeah
0: are there some still yeah. for sale on your store
1: um i have it let's see I think it's on Society6, okay, so, Society Six. Okay, Society. Just so
0: people, so people know, mm-hmm, I'll yeah. get a link and it'll be in the show notes.
1: Yeah, um, Society Six, and then I do sell it at like conventions and things like that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's, it, if if you're no know Portland, you know it. I don't know if you noticed, it said West Side on it, and so yep. every time I I sell it, we've got a West Side and we got an East Side. And East Siders are very like protective of their side of the city and. And so they're always like, where's the east side coming? And I'm like, oh, my God. I gotta, I gotta do, I <laughs> These gotta do are all really side.
0: tight people in suits. Yeah. Or I, so so um, what is um, – two last questions. Uh, what has been a game changer? Is it just the routine and getting in and getting back to drawing? Or is there something else that's really been a game changer? Because this seems to be one of your best years. What What is –
1: Yeah, you know, I think, so routines is good, but I think the biggest thing, I think, is is mindset.
0: Mm. Um,
1: I think, you know, when we're sitting by ourselves for so long, we get, like, I think I heard the other day that 70-something percent of our self-talk is negative, and I don't know how they measure that. (laughs) i mean (laughs) but but somebody said it 70 something percent is negative um and you know when you're sitting by yourself and you're drawing i mean that is huge you know uh you know day after day and you know i I feel like i had this like art director sitting on my shoulder and he was he was just like this grumpy just like every move Mark, I would make like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Like that's that's stupid. Why would why are people hiring you? You know, and it's all. I think we all say stuff like that as we're you know working, but I think after a while it really grates on us, you know. And I just came to the realization that that was just all BS, and so now I kind of started ignoring them, you know, and um, and it's. And it's actually, I think it has been a game changer because I'm much happier when I work. I, you know, I, I can, I, I think I name him Mr. Grumps. <laughs> so, so like when he does talk, I can kind of identify him.
0: Matt's and I do had talk Mr. With Grumps him. too, he says. He's had that yeah. same art director. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, so it's, and, and, and he is important to listen to every once in a while because he has some good things to say, but you know, all in, The right
0: moderation, right?
1: Moderation because yeah. And so I think just really figuring out or really having just a growth mindset that you're always improving, always growing as an artist, as a business person, as a person in general, is just really freeing. So you
0: you said something when we talked last time, you said it was really about letting go. So it's letting go of that art director, Mr. Grumps at times, And and maybe having more just of that kid confidence because I feel like as a kid we have a ton of confidence in what we're doing, and and it's like it's the joy I think, and especially with your work there's so much kid stuff and there's so much joy I think that I'm glad you've kind of let Mr. Grumps go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's just yeah that song, it's in my head now. (laughs) No.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: (laughs) I think the thing with being a children's book illustrator is that like, I think I mentioned before is like you turn in artwork and then a year later it's published six months to a year. And so you have to get really good at letting that go and looking at that as like a beautiful time in your life at that moment Mm -hmm. and just being proud of the work you did at that time. And yeah, there's things you would do a year later that you would change, but it doesn't matter, you know? Um, so, uh, yeah, so I think that that's a huge part of letting go. Um, yeah, so.
0: So do you have anything, and this is the last question, um, do you have anything coming up? Oh, we. how about that, share that, uh, I'm sure, gonna share can, that link. Yeah. You wanna, t- so tell them what it is that we're gonna share and then you can tell but us if it's
1: fun. Can I share, can I show it real quick? Yes, please. Okay. It's just like what it is. It's a couple actions that I've been using probably since I worked on tab, which has been like two to three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, basically they're actions that I use to process textures and then I can apply them onto illustrations. So um, they're really simple. So let's say I got this guy, this, this, this elephant here. Um, and let's say I want to apply Gerald. like some textures. You said huh? he didn't
0: have a name. I named him What's
1: Gerald. It? Daryl Gerald g-e-r-a-l-d. Yeah, Gerald Gerald. So we'll name him Gerald. Okay, (laughs) so I got to apply some texture to Gerald here. So um, What I'm gonna do is um, I'm trying to do this real fast here. No worries. So what I did is I provided a a, a few actions that really make this really fast Mm -hmm. So I've got this watercolor thing that I scanned in Um, so what I'm going to do is
0: so they would take something that they scanned in
1: either scanned in or it's a photo that you took with your iPhone or something Mm -hmm. Uh, very versatile Uh, what you do is just you make sure it's in either RGB or CMYK okay
0: it's Um, in grayscale this thing yeah so okay so we have to change it to RGB
1: yeah 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 and um Change it to RGB or CMYK, and then, I don't know if you see here, this red mm-hmm. action button. It's process one.
0: images. Uh huh.
1: So just click on that, and what that does, it brings up a little message box telling you what to do next. Okay. So what you do is you just, it adds a uh, levels. Mm-hmm. And you just use that. I think I've already processed this one, but I'm gonna do more processing. Now I want a very kind of light texture. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna just really blow this out here. Okay. So when I when I'm happy with it, I go to the next action and say create mask. And then I usually just leave it color fill too. Okay. Okay. And then it'll color whatever color you had in your um, eyedropper thing here. Mm -hmm. So I always I'll just put it give it black make it black just just because okay. you'll, be you'll be changing it later. Later, And then what we do, close some of that, okay. So then we we take the uh, the mask. So now we've got a really cool mask and then we can just drag it on top of our guy here. Um, here's the elephant layer here. And then, so we can just do this. Okay.
0: We lost Gerald. We had the bike people again. Oh, it's okay. I'm sure we'll get back. I'll, we see the, oh, there he is. He has the there, texture. Okay. In it now. Oh my gosh. That looks awesome. Gerald yeah. So basically, so yeah, just real. drag
1: and, yeah, drag and, drag and drop. And, and then of course, you know, you can always modify the colors. And, um,
0: oh, wow. Yeah.
1: So. It does give do. him
0: so much more life.
1: Yeah. And it's really fun to do because then like, okay, so then you do that. And then if you, if you want, you can, like, duplicate this layer, drag it around, give it another color, and then you start to kind of have that,
0: um, mm.
1: you know, kind oh, of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like you're actually painting with a real watercolor. Yeah. color. Yeah. So,
0: that seems so good.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Oh, I he's. Love I, I, and then I, I, I love make him. masks. Course, so. Yes. But it's very versatile. I mean, you can use this mask. You can apply it to an actual drawing. And then what I do is then I, I take this mask, and then here's my library, and then I just drag it in. Oh. So, yeah. So I actually have a uh, – I actually have a library of growing Textures that I use, and I just I'm just constantly throwing stuff in there. Oh,
0: that's awesome. You know, just for
1: general, yeah. So I mean, it's just a real quick way. Hey, there's this... that one
0: you drew. Um, it was oh. a ton of little dots in sort of a circle. Yeah, yeah, that one oh, right yeah, there. Yeah, that you held up yeah. a little bit ago. It looks like the same. Yeah,
1: one. yeah. So I created that. Created a mask from that, and I think I'm using this as a character, or part of a character's hat pattern. Yeah, so that really helps with the. Um,
0: what we were talking about, so. Josh, thank you so, so yeah, much, so. so you're sharing, um, I have put the Dropbox link, it will be good for 30 days, so today is the 8th of August, 2018, so if you're watching this on September 9th of 2018, or anytime beyond that, then you're kinda out of luck, cause the Dropbox link will not work anymore, but it will be in the show notes, and it will, um, I could do that with my envelope patterns. Amy, good idea. Um, <laughs> and a doc wants to know, did you ever save them out as bitmap TIFFs for easy colorization in Illustrator for vector projects?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've done that. Um, I've also like live traced them and made my Illustrator files, you know, condo <laughs> and yeah, yeah, done it all the, all that. And so
0: so you you can be reached. I want to make sure everybody knows how they can get in touch with you. They can go to your website at joshcleland dot com if you're um, if you've been listening instead of watching. It's j o s h c l e l a n d dot com, and then you're the same on Twitter and Instagram, Josh Cleland. Good, you you got it before the therapist, physical therapist. Yes.
1: And I got the Amazon link too. Ooh, even better! He has a lot of books out, so I don't know why he wasn't on the ball on that. <laughs> I guess he could do an author link, and so.
0: Well, and I'm gonna. I, I'm sharing your Twitter and Instagram. I'm also gonna share your. Um, I already shared it earlier, but I will share it again. And of course, it'll be in. It's in all my posts. It's in um, everything that I've done promo wise, and then it'll also be in the show notes. And then the Dropbox link, again, will be good until September 8th of 2018, which is 30 days from now. So, Josh, thank you so much. And if you're in the chat, you can click on the Dropbox link now. So I'm excited to try the the textures, I think. So I have textures that I've made also. So now it's just a faster action, which I think you made the action. Yes. So now it's easier for you, quicker. It speeds up. So you'd have to do it once. It takes a little bit of time to set up. But then after you do that. Yeah, you
1: just load up the action into Photoshop, and I don't I don't know how far back you need, but, um, because but, um, I have the latest version, so, yeah, it's just, it's, it speeds things up, and, it, and, and it's so versatile. I mean, just go outside and start taking pictures of everything, taking pictures around your house and just use that to, like, throw textures on, and so. For
0: sure. So so I'm uh, super thankful. Next week is a rapid recharge. That means I'm going to be coming in talking about something. Um, I'm not sure exactly. I have an idea. So I'm working on a talk um, at a conference about leadership. So I may talk a little bit about that, but I may also talk about some things that I've been learning. So um, tune in next week, same time. And it's uh, 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Pacific. That's where Josh is. He's on Pacific Coast, obviously Portland, Oregon. Um, And Josh, I just, I can't believe we didn't show any beavers. I love this, uh, the walrus you have on your Instagram. You have so many great um, animals. I just love it. But your buildings are also amazing too. So I can't wait to keep in touch and keep learning from you for sure. So I'm... can we tag you in any work using these tips and actions?
1: Oh, sure. Definitely. All right. Sounds, yeah.
0: that, that yeah, would be thanks. great.
1: Yeah. thank Thanks all for coming.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Tim, th- same Diane time, same Diane channel. So <laughs> same link. So I will see you guys um, definitely working on, I thought I would have the Patreon stuff up, but if you want to support the channel, the best way to do it this week is to just, um, just to give us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast and hit like, we've done great. We definitely are growing uh, by leaps and bounds, especially for taking all of July off. I've made a lot of, there's a lot of uh, motion going on. So I really appreciate it. So the best week this, the best way this week to support the show is to share it and also give a iTunes review or Google play review And then I will see you guys next week. And then we will finish out, uh, well, I guess finish out August with um, Jason Ratner. So if you don't want to hear me next week, then you can come the week after, which don't make me do that math, but we'll be doing, um, he works at Disney. So I can't wait. Hopefully, I know this was super long, guys. So thank you. And thank you, Josh, for sticking around. And we will see you guys next week. All right. Thank you. All right.